Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Salt and Pepper's Shoop would be a good one to give to a choir, don't you think? Have Children. a little like orchestral sort of version. Children's choir. Children's what you, choir. What do you think of like, you know, it, it, was, it was sort of a, maybe a trope in certain trailers, but like, you know, children's choir singing Radiohead or the yeah. Beach Boys or something. What do you think of that sort of thing? Do you like it? Uh, I liked it when it first happened. It was like, wow, this is so affecting. But then it, it did get overplayed, didn't it? And now if you heard one, if someone else... I feel else like David put, Fincher leaned on it and I feel like maybe Nolan leaned on it. If you heard one now, what would you think? Just like not think in a movie, just... It's it, back. Yeah. That's what I'd think. That's What's what going th- on now? I, I'm tuned out. What's Hollywood up to? I like that we're making originals again. That's cool. Last time I had my finger on the pulse of music and soundtracks, I feel like it was all, um, all I can think about is like, I'm pretty sure it was a Guardians of the Galaxy movie had The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. And it was like, you know, they found a formula that worked. Yeah. And it held a lot of appeal to a lot of people, which is all they wanted. And then they over-engineered it and now they suck shit like the rest of us. And I am happy for that. What, the Marvel Cinematic Universe specifically? Yeah, they're really eating it at the moment, eh? I love it. They're fucking up. Yeah. It's kind of a nice reminder that um, humans are messy, and it kind of felt like it got so algorithmic. It was like AI was just producing movies at us, and it's like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. We're still unpredictable a little I, bit. I think the way that fandom of pop culture waxes and wanes... If I if I think about it in comparison to sport, I suppose the intensity of fandom often ebbs and flows, but I do feel like people are much more attached. True sports fans attach themselves with much more intensity mm-hmm. to the franchise or the teams that they support than it is possible to do with a, you know, like an author or a director or even a band in some instances. I think um you know, like I think a, a sports fan will stay with a team through a dip in form or through several lean years and then 
pick back right back up whereas I feel like say with a band if a band releases one or two bad albums yeah. all of a sudden it's not like yeah, they're going to get it back mm. it's like oh I we used to love like that Weezer band. Anymore. That band used to be good. And if Weezer they come, now sucks. you'll go and see Weezer because mm. you know there's a chance they're going to play music from their first three or four albums. Yeah, I I, I sort of had a version of that with um, uh, oh, what are they called? The Australian band that does Polyester Girl, Regurgitator. Regurgitator. Yeah. How many albums have they put out? <laughs> a few. I um, saw them live, and it's the worst live performance I've ever been to in my life at the King's mm. Arms. R.I.P. A great venue that doesn't exist anymore. Disappointing. I got a question but, for you. The death of that venue did deliver us Chloe Swarbrick into politics. So not Is that what bad. inspired it? Yeah, that's what inspired her to run for mayor when she was 20. Young. She thought, this is ridiculous. Someone this should do something fucked. about this. Yeah. I'm going to do something about this. Hard out. I will be mayor. Wow. She's, she's um, you know, that's a nice match because she's actually good. She's good at being a politician. The Fast and... Oh, no. Fast and Furious is what we yeah, just watched. Fast, Furious. And i got a question for you. At the end of this movie... Yep. Spoiler warning. Dominic Toretto is arrested for a slew of crimes that he's committed, not just in this film, but through his, Uh-oh. I suppose, uh, you know, history in the Fast and Furious franchise. He's sentenced... Sentenced, is it to life or 25 years without the hope of parole? He's sentenced in a way where the judge says... Um, you know, there are mitigating circumstances and Detective Brian O'Connor has told me about the good you've done, but one good deed does not make up for, you know, a history a of bad ones, of bad, a lifetime yeah. of bad. So you're sentenced to, we'll call it 25 years with no parole. Mm. And obviously as someone who's watched the movies and, you know, has um, learned to empathise with Dom, this feels heavy-handed. And so I'm interested in a thought experiment where we take a step back and we consider ourselves as just Joe Bloggs, you know, we're Hi, Joe up. Bloggs. I'm Dad. Hi, Dad. Um... I work as a janitor. Yep. I, I wake up in the morning, I have a cup of coffee, I read the newspaper, uh-huh. and I'm reading about this guy, mm. Dominic Toretto, who's been sentenced. It's, you know, it's a big get for the FBI. It's news. Yeah, front page of the LA Times, I reckon. Presumably. And I'm reading, here's what he's done, and he's got 25 years um, without hope of parole. And I'm wondering, what's the temperature? Well, it depends what the media decides to focus on, because if it's the oil tanker theft... That's such a weird, like, ye olde style crime You'd to be, try and jack I think if we, if we read that, if we would, you know, we'd be like, that's actually, you know, it's that's obviously crazy, baller. but it's kind of cool. And then the other crimes that he has been tried for are all relating to, like, interactions with massive drug kingpins. So there it's like, yeah, I guess he stole some property and destroyed some property and hurt some people. He didn't kill anyone, I think, canonically. Also, you might be able he to kills, hear he does. what sounds like gunshots around us. It's fireworks. Yeah. It's fireworks, everybody. It's fireworks season here in New Zealand. Yeah, we're you know recording what I say? It. Let them let burn. Let them explode. You, th- you think that? Yeah. I'm, you, in, I'm in like the 1% of New Zealand that's I know. pro fireworks. I admire it. Uh, do you experience any irritation? Remy got quite upset on Guy Fawkes night. How is that for you? It's a great opportunity for him to learn that you can sleep through fireworks everything is a learning opportunity absolutely i agree and also that you know you can't um control the volume of the world that's it that's true <laughs> earplugs you put would you put your little shame put your little two-year-old in earplugs not earplugs but in ear ones that you, yeah yeah you're freaky man I've, i sat in them the other night you're an adult for the opposite reason we had a friend staying who had a uh, they have uh, had a baby oh yeah um, who's, you know, 
prone to cry. Yeah. Put the earplugs in. Problem solved. Problem solved. They always fall out of my ears. Zoe's a good one for putting earplugs in. She's given them to me a few times. Squeeze they... them tight, pop yeah. them in deep, and I let them expand. <laughs> you put some earplugs and a sleeping mask on. Yeah. Dead to rights. You're in space. Far out. You're like, you're, Do you want to go to space? You're literally not in the bed anymore. You're in space. Do you want to be in space one day? Would you do space tourism? Uh, it's probably within concept- reach. Conceptually very appealing. Seems remarkably wasteful. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Unless you, know, you view it as the baby steps of an industry that'll get us to colonize space. I'm not. I'm not going out there for that. I'm, I, I know myself. I'm going up to space purely for selfish reasons. You want to see the sights? Yeah, I do. You and know, the sights are planet Earth from outside of it. Pretty fucking navel gazy, isn't it? It's a bit embarrassing. Like, you take a good look, man. You're there. I get was hot air balloon. You can make that argument for anything. Now we're talking blimps, zeppelins, blimps and zeppelins. I don't know what happened. I felt like they had a real moment in the sun. Uh, you have one bad accident and I suddenly know. you got to write off zeppelins. This is I what will, I, was, I was talking about this the other night. Titanic fucking sank. The great unsinkable ship went down in its maiden voyage. Did we go? Oh, I guess ships are no good. No, we dusted ourselves off and got back on the horse that is using ships. They should have done the same thing with blimps after the Hindenburg, but they didn't. And I think it was big oil out to get big hydrogen. I does. They do look. Bring something back. About, there's something about the, the room available. I watched a, a um, an Indiana Jones film. I think my first ever recently. The one with Sean Connery as his dad. Oh yeah, very funny movie. Is it? Yeah, and they go on a blimp, you know, and they're, they're like it's you know it's full of Nazis. Yeah, and they are sort of you know they're under duress. But if you remove the context of what's happening, you just look at it as if you look at just blimp in an airship. as you know a form of aviation. I thought that. Looks like a nice way to travel. Yeah. It, it's like it a is, train. It's like a first class train carriage up there. What's funny to me about the airship is that you need this huge, enormous, bulbous thing to support this little thing of, <laughs> of like where the people are. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. They must be quite slow, a blimp. I think. Think of a passenger jet. It's going quick. Yeah. It's fast. Oh, much slower. Much, much slower than a jet. I think what I'm saying about the hot air balloon is I, I was lucky enough to go on a hot air balloon. And uh, it's 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 space. It's 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 not space, but it's it's as space close as light. you're gonna get. It's incredible. You're standing, legitimately. The only thing you're not you're not like fixed in. You're not attached to anything. You're yeah, standing in a large wicker basket. I hate that. And I can you can that. like if you lean, you know, if you choose to lean two inches. Yeah. You realize you're actually surely standing few, on air. Surely a few people have jumped. Absolutely. Honestly, how could you not? The call of the void must be so strong when you're in that I got a good life. I'm a very happy man. And being in the hot air balloon was one of the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Half the time I was thinking about jumping out. It's a weird... Not in in like an ideation sort of way, just in a like, wow, I could do it. You know, it's the same feeling I have. Did you think you would? No, never. It's the same feeling I have when I walk across any significant bridge. But I, in my head, I'm like, I might. Like I get away from the edge. I'll actively get away from it because I'll like I'll do it. I, <laughs> I love, say to myself I love in my edge. One of the um, one of the greatest experiences of my life was walking up with my dear friend Ken, when we drove from New York to LA mm-hmm. in uh, Utah. We went to Zion National just Park before the pandemic. pandemic. It was it was when I was moving home to be with Chelsea. Bloody well timed trip. And um, 
is a place called Angel's Landing. It's a walk in Zion. And it's, it's, I mean, like, by New Zealand standards, it's, I guess it's dangerous by anyone's standards. It's kind of amazing to me that it's allowed to operate in... What's the search? Paint me a picture. Uh, it's just got some very narrow bits of walking and clearance. Right. And then you get up, I, I don't know the footage or the meterage, but you get up really high. There's one bit where it's like, you know, the, the path is probably the width of two feet and you've yeah. got like a chain link sort of um, attachment that you're holding onto to clear it. Mm. And you get up really high. When we were up really high, there was a condor that was like circling us. Whoa. It was honestly one of Fuck, the most that's crazy. beautiful experiences of my life. But the, the sense that the sort of adrenaline surge and endorphin kick I had just from being up high the whole time. Yeah was and observed back to me by ken he's like this is as happy you know we lived together for have long and he was saying this is the happiest i've ever seen you i've <laughs> never seen you just like fizzing in this specific way and i had the same thing in the hot air balloon there's something about you need to be up high being near the edge you've and got my, a taste of it because you're six foot two i think right yeah so you've got a taste of it on the ground but you need more Stephen papa montgomery yes can't get near heights Hate tight. I don't. I don't love him. I don't love him. He's always well, my dad. Yeah. Um. So you well, think you would no? Let me say this. You just referenced meterage or footage, which reminded me of something in this film we've just seen, Fast yeah. and Furious, aka Fast Four. Dom Toretto, an American driving a Dodge. Car, like an American muscle car in the says, Dominican Republic. So Dom. And I, in his own way, I can says at the start of the film choose to use the metric system. He says there's only a a K to go. To um Brian, no nah, Brian, no 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 sorry to um to uh Leo and Santos because they're yes, taking a sweet is, fucking ass time to hook up to that oil tank. Only a K to go. Oil. Why does he slip into the metric system one time in this whole franchise? I've done so the research. Odd. Maybe it was listed on a street sign. When you are in... Show us, don't tell us. When That's you're, good film When you're making. in the United Kingdom... Yes. ...whose relationship to the metric system I find very confusing. They're they do, real they do pick imperial and yeah. on the roads. So, okay, I'll, use, height, I'll use America. Although so do I. If you're in America... Mm. And I'm you're driving... No, and we've American. been there together yeah. in a car. Mm. And we're driving somewhere. Yeah. You say, how far is it? Mm. What would you expect me to answer it? Miles, to be honest. So is it, it's possible that in the Dominican Republic... I, I'm going to look it up. This so is very rare for the pod. Signages in, <coughs> um, in kilometres. You're to go, getting uh, too hung up on the signage thing. This is Dom Toretto. He like yeah, knows about distances, American. speeds, He's a big American cars. muscle guy, yeah. I want to go back to the... Um, I'll just... Hold on. Reading it okay, in the newspaper Google. thing. I think... Okay, Google. I think... Does the Dominican Republic used the metric system. To Encyclopedia of the Nations. Weights and measures. The metric system is the legal standard, but US and Spanish weights are widely used in commercial transactions. It's not a great answer. Well, it goes both ways. I just think if we read in the newspaper that this guy stole a couple of oil tankers and also committed crimes in movies that we haven't seen yet, yeah. it just feels like a harsh sentence. And I, I know that it's been coloured by my closeness to Dom as a friend. Do you, is your issue, this is important to me, is your issue his actual sentence or is your issue putting yourself in the shoes of someone reading the news story in the morning over a cup of coffee and going, this seems harsh to me? 
It's it's a question as to whether or not it seems harsh or whether yep. or not the punishment fits the crime. Just full stop. Yeah. Based on what's happened in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Listen, man, we don't even know what he's charged with. That's how little the writers care about that aspect of this. You know what I mean? Mm. He could be charged with terrorism. Well, he, he, he's regarded as a terrorist by The Rock later on. And The do Rock you think is essentially do, a cop. Do you think of Dom as a terrorist? <clears throat> no, but the American Empire would treat him as one and they'd paint him as one. They'd label him as one and they'd try him as one and they'd jail him as one and they'd kill him as one. A dog in the street. Because at the start of the next movie, Dom, they get, he gets broken out and they head straight for Brazil. Uh, emphasis doms, not guys, by the way. And then in the next film, they start off in the Canary Islands and The Rock finds them and says, this is what money gets you. And they collaborate. Mmm, sweet collaboration like Tim and Guy. It's a real soup up there. Uh, some other points to discuss. Yeah. I thought it was actually a pretty good outing for the film. You were saying it's I was boring to watch it I was it pretty fucking bored today, everybody. I was saying they do a pretty <clears throat> decent job. I'm off the source at the moment, and I think that didn't help. Okay. Tell me more. I'm not drinking right now, and I feel like having a beer or two while watching the film gets me into a nice, um, friendly state. To well, be interacting also, with an action movie I've, I've had uh, one and a half beers now since yeah. we started watching the film. I mean, it's it's not impact, it's not hurting. Mm. It's been quite nice. That helps, I think. Well, it's Just of, take I the edge it, off. It, 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 it creates a more fluid personal relationship to it. It stops being purely a work mm. outing and it, it becomes... That's probably what I'm missing. Something a little bit more social. I'm at work. Where am I? You're at the office party and everyone's clocked off. It's quarter to six and yeah. Wendy has already had well, too much wine. My feeling, I've just finished, the, we just finished filming the second season of The Spelling Bee. Wendy just so, broke a table. So to me, this is uh, this is like, I'm at that event. Yeah. Legitimately. Is, is like this when your I, rap party? When I opened the second Did you have a rap party? Uh, there was a drinks the night of, not a true rap party. Mm. Guy's just had a TV show. Um, he's filmed it. Yeah. His own TV show, the second season of Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Spelling Bee. Yeah. And you were working like a bit busy little bee. I never put last, it all together. The last couple of months, really, but in particular, really came to a head last week, production it did. week. You were you were bobbing and weaving with COVID, bringing everyone around you down. Yeah, man. I um I got burned out by yeah. the end of it. By the end of it, I was genuinely... Um, You're a fella who needs his sleep, too. I know this is about you. I like to sleep. I wasn't a total lack of sleep. It was, it's just a lot. It was a lot. It was really interesting. It didn't feel this hard last year, which I think is because we were discovering it and it was exciting at work. Yeah. You know, and then this year. Everything's harder the second time, I think. The games were, I thought, better. They were more high concept. And I think I was holding more of the sort of internal machinations of how the the facility of everything and how we work in the studio. I didn't. I couldn't totally switch off the um, behind-the-scenes switch into just being a pure host, ah. which makes sense because I'm hosting shit I've come up with. Yeah, so, I don't have it so much anymore, but I still, you know, I've constantly got to be, is the camera fucking recording? Is the fucking thing recording? Years yeah. of this shit, man. It yeah. sucks, eh? I, yeah. It blows. I, um, I didn't even check the cameras. <laughs> I hope we got it. That's on someone else. Someone spent enough money that surely that's not on you. 
Surely. It'd be funny if they didn't. Would be really funny if they didn't. Good memories though, isn't it? I heard like more than one shining light. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got a bit you want to talk about. I've got a bit I want to talk about too. I can't remember what they were. Don't worry about that. I wrote one of them down. First things first. Go on. How do you oh, like? That's right. How do you like your woman, to Tim? Um, this movie's not afraid to treat women like objects mm. in a way that I imagine the three movies preceding it will even more aggressively pursue. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Um, there's, you know, butt woman. You know, you couldn't swing a dead cat for hitting a butt woman in this film. Yeah. Do you know the most sort of illicit and hardcore compilation of butt woman in this film? It's when they're all um, sort of auditioning to be Braga's driver. All four cars are lined up and they've got the CPU unit that tells them where they have to drive, Braga's CPU. Mm -hmm. And right before it says go, there's like a, it's almost like a supercut. It's like an um, overlay of four or five butt woman. Yeah. Like all on top of each other. That's right. Because they're like, we're going to show you some computer graphics, but we're not fucking nerds. And to prove it, yeah. there's eight buttocks. Exactly. In a row. We don't want you judging us. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. Eight buttocks. Uh, uh, well, I, yeah, four women. Is that what yeah. you saying? That's what you said. They didn't show, just for clarity, because I think Tim was enjoying counting in Spanish, they didn't show the buttocks singularly. It wasn't like individual it's buttocks. It's a nice note from me, though. They were... Um, maybe, maybe approach it that way. Well, they were shown so in pairs. Someone do a digital zoom. And they weren't paired... It wasn't one person's in. half of a butt paired with another person's... They were paired as a package, in the traditional way. Isn't it interesting that out of context you see one buttock, it's like, I don't even really know what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's not only not sexy, it's a little baffling. It, the idea of like, like a, a, composite, of a composite butt is actually not that appealing. What do you mean? Oh, merging two buttocks <laughs> yeah, into like, one thing. I'm imagining... It so, seems awful. And I'm not imagining like someone's left and someone's right cheek. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm imagining someone's left cheek... Well, no, I am imagining someone's left cheek and someone's right cheek. Just a mound but, of but, butt? So, no, 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 no. It's important I explain this. So when I'm saying someone's left cheek and someone's right cheek, imagine that you're looking at someone's butt and you can see their left cheek and their right cheek. So when I say I'm not imagining someone's left cheek and right cheek, I'm not imagining it in the traditional sense where you've got what constitutes a normal butt. I'm imagining someone's left cheek and then a right cheek taken from a person to the left of the left cheek and their right you cheek. You switch them around. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Switch like, them around. Like backward. It's like if you yeah. saw a left foot next to a right foot, but the feet were both, you know, it's you, like... Well, you're just switching left and right buttocks around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's like, it's very, <laughs> it's uncanny valley. <laughs> the valley being someone's yeah. butt it's how It's how AI would draw up a Fast and the Furious butt girl. Yeah, they'd be like, I heard you guys love butt women. You'd be like, what the fuck is that? Well, I, this is God what... God damn it, Musk. All of this is angling towards me saying something about um, woman at last. Oh, God, here he is. Which is, I love he, him. Uh, fuck it, you go. And I like my woman to be... I was going to call you Ally Montgomery, but I... Really tripped on my way over there. Wouldn't have happened if I'd had two beers today, I tell you that. I like my woman to be 20% angel, 80% devil. Now this I could do without. <laughs> and in that sense, I'm not too dissimilar from Dominic Toretto, 
who's getting hit on hard by Gal Gadot. First of all, why is she hitting on him and not Brian O'Connor? Brian O'Connor, I suppose, the challenge is that Paul Walker's not an executive producer on the film. Yeah, that's something to overcome. But she's saying, "What do you? Th- what do you? How do you like?" He's talking about cars, and then she's like, "Are you one of these guys who likes cars more than women?" He's like, "I can appreciate a fine body on any model." He's like, "Okay, and tell me about the sort of woman yeah, you like." Yeah, is what is she saying? Like, so I know you're tasting cars, now tell me about your taste in women. So it's, it starts with the eyes. Yeah. Uh, something something the ability to something. look through the bullshit and see the good in you yeah I remember that it's fucking lame 20% angel 80% devil I'm imagining all of the like impressionable people who go to this movie and they think that Dominic Trudeau is the coolest dude alive and then you walk out and you're like that's how it's I it's incel territory that's, that's how I how I want my woman Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 20% angel, 80% devil. That's too much devil. It is. Firstly, first issue. Secondly, it's like a fucking 12-year-old writing a song. (laughs) It's so, so bad. How old is Dom Toretto in this movie? 32? I think he's always 50. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's a bit like that. But he's surrounded by people who are like 32. Mm. <laughs> Brian O'Connor in this flick. He's in a pretty senior position in the FBI, but I think he is a real go-getter and a high achiever. Yeah. So how it's hard are, to say. How old are you? Right now, 36. But inside of yourself? Uh, 31? Yeah. When I heard 32, I thought, I think I'm going to be 32 for a while. Yeah, you give 32. I think 32 is a nice... It's you a nice rest- kick your boots off, mate. You're 32 for a while. I think it's a nice resting place. Um, <clears throat> I hate that line so much from Dominic Toretto. I love it too. 
And my shining light, because I did send it to you because I was afraid I was going to forget it. And here we are. Um, what did I write down? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the setting. You pause. Oh. <laughs> you pause the movie. Brian O'Connor is getting. He's he's making a case. He's talking mm. to his like his colleague, who's a guy who knows he's broken. Not just in this movie, but in a future we movie. We should as well. fucking know his name to be fair, and it's bad that we don't. And then he's also talking to uh, President Gerald Ford slash Nixon lookalikey, and he's in a wooden office. It's the, the superior officer Ford slash Nixon's office. There's a lot of dark wood, and you pour, Tim pauses the movie. He says, "You know what I like about this office?" <laughs> and in my head, when I was watching, I was thinking, "I do like that we're in a wooden office. It feels so far away from the traditional world of Fast and the Furious. All the offices are glass screens and computer screens. Mm-hmm. It's very rare to be in like an old school leather chair, quite dark, sort of book heavy wooden office. Yeah, and I was really luxuriating in it. And then I had no idea." Just how much I would learn to love this office. You didn't see what I saw. Thanks to the astute power of observation that has been blessed upon my friend Tim. What I saw was patriotism uh, to the point of absolute lunacy. We have the stars and stripes, physical flag sitting in the corner of the room. And right next to it, a framed photo taking center stage on the wall of a flag. (laughs) An American flag. And not even at like full you know what do you call it waving in the wind you know no it's like a, it's sort of like an it's abs- crumpled down like in the same way the flag in the offices it's well it's yeah, like they yeah. took a photo of the flag that's next to the photo frame and then they framed it and they were like hey you see that flag that's half a meter away here's a picture of it just in case you forgot yeah it's like it's crazy it's crazy for so many reasons predominantly just two number one it is insane to have a framed photo of a flag in your office full stop. <laughs> Whether or not you've got a flag in It's <laughs> so crazy. There's such a batshit thing to do. There's nothing else on that wall. Nothing dons the wall. There's no photos of like family or even the president or um, maybe the boss of the FBI. Uh, none of that, who we will get back to later because uh, Robert Mueller does play a role in this film, okay. according to my brain. Okay. Um, but no, there is but one decorative element in the office, and it is a framed photo of the American flag, kind of crumpled up. And it sits, this is reason number two, it's insane, next to a physical flag. It'd be like, and I'm really actually struggling to find an astute analogy. It's like having a photo of a bowl of fruit next to your bowl of fruit. Yes. <laughs> a lot like that it's just like what are we up to and it's so funny because we've seen this is the third go around for this movie i hadn't noticed it before you didn't notice it this time so like it's you know it just eludes you and i do wonder is 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 there any sense of cynicism and fun in the set dresser who's no 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 no, no, are they just like we're going patriotic we need a flag we need a photo of a flag these are all american movies i think even our if our if our single listener is american We'll take umbrage at this. The graphic design on the flag is fantastic. The, the graphic design on what flag? The Stars and Stripes? Yeah. I think it's a cracking flag. Okay. From an aesthetic standpoint, Okay. I'm, I'm a fan of that flag. If you're into that sort of thing. What, stars? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a fucking banger. 
Don't you think? Mm. What's the best flag? I don't think it's the best flag, but what is like what flags do you like? I like I I want something more simplistic. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty stars <laughs> on a f- nation's flag. Fucking calm down, mate. Nah, it's good, man. Do, have you heard of representation? Just do you like the flag? Wales flag, the Welsh flag. What's that? It's a dragon on a green and white background. Red sick. dragon. Fucking sick. That's so sick. I, love I like lions. I like dragons. That's, I mean, that's uh, not, that's not simple though. Who's got which Latin American country's got like the sun and it's got a face on it? Uruguay. Could be Argentina. I think has Ar- it too. Argentina. Fucking Uruguay's slaps. got it in the corner. Argentina's got it in Central. the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Argentina's flag. Slaps. Brazil's got a cracking flag. Sri Lanka's got a cracking flag. I actually like the South African flag. Rainbow Nation. It's a good flag. Japan. Simple. I, okay. Iconic. I now can get my head around uh, what you like about these simple flags. Okay. Here's one that can be a bit more polarizing than I thought. The Canadian flag. Can't see it in my head. What is it? Maple leaf. Oh, pro. You like it? Yeah. Not as strongly as, say, like Argentina's fun sun. I'm talking about the Japanese flag now, and it's just so confident, isn't it? It's yeah, so, it is. It's so bold. It's... It, it speaks to a nation that say there was like we formed the United Nations and everyone's like, Hey, now pick a flag. It's like Japan was in the front of the line. They got to pick first. We'd get picked we get picked damn near last. Absolutely. We've got a stinker. New Zealand's sucks. Although somehow it's better than Australia's. Mm. You know? Nah. One less element on there. They're as bad as each other. Nah, Australia's slightly worse than ours. They're bad flags. I just think Americans love their flags so much that especially people in the people who are in the FBI mm. love America. Yeah, they do. They love it. Listen, I got nothing against loving America. Call it on the flag love. <laughs> <laughs> but the flag like it's you know, it's 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 when you're there it makes me think I'm, I'm quoting myself which is embarrassing but of an old stand-up but just like they love it so much and whenever i see it i think yeah i know i'm also here <laughs> like what are you fucking telling me for i can hear the accents that's because you're you're viewing the flag as an instructional road sign yeah to say hey and just a reminder honestly, you're in america honestly mm. it's scary when you see an American flag in a yard in America, it's not chill. No. It's not a chill thing. <laughs> no. Yet it's, somehow I, I, seeing like a it flag. It depends what state you're in. Seeing yeah. a flag next to a frame. Do you remember when we went to like Kentucky? Mm. That uh, Thanksgiving? Yeah, West Virginia. And Kentucky. We drove oh, into Kentucky, yeah, the state yeah, of yeah. Kentucky. A lot of flags rocking around then. Oh, man. Um. So yeah, look. Shining Same way light. I don't mind the flag. Get, getting a photo framed on the wall of a flag—that's my shining light. God damn it! Would and you, I also like that we're now going to refer to um, Brian Connor's boss as uh, um, Ford Nixon because it reminds me of Frost Nixon. Well, tell me more about Robert Mueller. Oh yeah. So there's a guy in this film who calls everyone nutsack, who I felt a real endearment to probably not how you make a noun out of that verb but um he rocks and his name is dwight mueller we know this because it appears on a computer screen at the back of shot for approximately half a second and i was advocating for him i've i've spoken he he, he popped up and i said you know what i like him 
And I said, I like him too. I think he's worked, you know, he gets busted by Brian O'Connor. A is a lark. B so that he can... Oh, it is O'Connor. Yeah, he gets busted by O'Connor. I said Connor. A is a lark. B so that he can muscle in on his spot in Braga's driving crew so that he can continue to work sort of... I guess at odds while also alongside with Dom to get to the bottom of what this job, you know, this case, he's doing it for work. Dom's doing it for family. Mm. And he busts Mueller. And as he, as the bus, before the bus was heading, we know the bus is coming. We were talking about him and you're saying, I like this guy. And I was saying, I think I do too. And I tell you what, I think he probably worked really hard in his own way to get to where he is. You know, everything seems to be above water. And you, you said, said he's worked very hard doing whatever it is that Dwight does to get to where he is in life. And what did you say? I said I think not because my mind had already spun this whole backstory for him that he is the son of Robert Mueller, who I believe was the former director of the FBI and was the special counsel while Trump was being. Mm. Um, he was. He's, his name was in the papers for a long time. Yeah. Um, so Dwight, the guy who calls everyone nutsack, is Robert Mueller's son. And that's how he's been able to kind of get away uh, unscathed or, or without facing consequence his whole adolescence to form this he's kind g- of rat bag adult. There's a, there's a little touch of the Hunter Bidens about him. Yes, exactly. When you, when you draw this comparison, all of a trajectory. sudden... When you're, a, when, you're, when you're never able to learn the lessons of getting your knees scraped properly, someone's always there to like prevent you facing your consequences. Unfortunately, you end up addicted to crack cocaine and spending ungodly amounts of money on sex workers you know it's the thing is if he was the son of a republican Mm -hmm. people would love it the republicans would be like this fucking guy you're coming for this guy the coolest guy we have (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of surprised how much it doesn't it's like kind of i don't know the democrats have kept the wheels on that whole Thing. How responsible are you meant to be for an adult? Yeah, it's true. Especially because <laughs> this is the unique benefit of Biden being so very old. Because <laughs> Hunter's like a 50-year-old man himself. It's like, my son, my son. Your son's a middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> He's older than middle-aged. The way he treats his body. God damn. He's well through. Anyway, so that's Dwight Mueller for you. Because it's fun to call everyone nutsack as well. It's cool. He's got a, like, I don't want to say a harem because that's casting probably a darker light on his household than it needs to be. He's got a bunch of women who he hangs out with. And he's got a cool handy cam. And he loves feet. Yeah. It's fine. You're allowed to love feet. That's totally okay. You're allowed to love women's feet. You're allowed to love women's feet out loud while you have a handy cam. It's all good for all adults here. As long, yeah. Some of us are 50 and addicted to crack cocaine. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Hunter Biden. Do you know who'd love that house party? Hunter Biden. Yeah, he was there. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> Just out yeah, of frame. He is, yeah. Rack him and stack him. Leaving his laptop sitting around in people's houses. Can I tell you, man, laptops, eh? People are obsessed with what laptops people use. I use a MacBook. Incredible that you wouldn't keep your shit in the cloud if your dad was the president. <laughs> I don't think he's thinking about that stuff. As someone who doesn't think about that stuff. Get a little bit of OPSEC if your dad is the president of the United States of America. Just <laughs> fucking shoot your MacBook into a repair shop. They've probably got guys for that. The Homeland Security surely has a guy to fix your shit up. Your dad's the president. You certainly got he, some bad stuff on there. Is he the president or the guys who are 
<laughs> the, the, the marionette operators are they are they in charge either way I reckon Hunter would have had access to an IT guy who wasn't just Jim's computer repair my shining light love to hear it there's a few to pick from pick two okay first things first I really like um, Dom and Paul Walker have survived the mission that they drove for Braga mm-hmm. they got shot at it wasn't chill. They, um, well, actually, there's still quite a lot I want to talk about. I'll save it. I have to save it. But they, they survive. Um, well, no, what happens is Phoenix, who's like Braga's right hand man, mm-hmm. he's the guy who we believe to have killed Letty. And him and Dom have a bit of tension. Uh, Dom says, Are you the boss man? And he said, Do I look at the boss man? And he's like, You know, there's this simmering sort of alpha dog. Which makes me miss Tyrese when he says two alphas. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, they have this moment, and then they like it, Phoenix is about to kill all of the drivers who have got who have delivered this shipment or picked up this shipment of um, heroin. And uh, Dom's like, "No, nah, that's not cool." And he opens up his nos canister and pushes in the cigarette lighter to create an explosion. But he's got a kill time before then, and he's sort of talking and running his mouth towards Phoenix, and he's saying, "I know you killed Letty." Oh, before he says, I know you killed Letty, though, he's like, anyone who drives with NOS under their bonnet, mm. NOS is for pussies or something, or some brand some, of NOS. Some specific version of how he's got it And up. Phoenix is like, you looked under my bonnet, and I just like what a um, breach of privacy and like what the the way in which it felt like such a, a gross perversion from Dom. It's Fast and Furious doing their version of Never Touch a Black Man's Radio yeah. from Rush Hour. Yeah, it's like they've put a fun twist on it, which is you do not look. I just under like the you hood. know honor amongst thieves or whatever. I just yeah. like I like that it's yeah, like nice. I I just I took great pleasure in that. Do and you think any part of that is Phoenix's acting performance? Because he you're is a big champion for Phoenix this this watch. Dog, he's such a great actor, and that delivery of that line, "You looked under my hood," like he looks disgusted yeah. at Dom. I like that Dom Horrible. did it. No, you know Dom is such an. It, you know, and he stands on his values inside of the Fast and the Furious universe. Man's got to have a code. Exactly. You know who said that? I think Dom Toretto. Probably. Anyway, this is just a this is a sidebar to the shining light moment, which is uh, he gets sh- in all of this kerfuffle. Dom gets shot, and then later on, him and Brian are with Mia, Dom's sister, Brian's lover. The bullet's been removed, and. Uh, Dom starts eating and he's like you gotta you gotta say what Dom what are you doing you haven't said grace you ate so you gotta say grace and he's like okay and he takes his beer and he fucking fists the neck of his corona and he takes a big sip then he puts it back down on the table and then as anyone who's drunk a beer in their life will know sometimes I don't know what alchemy it is but it fizzes right up the neck and starts pouring out over the neck going all over the table and this is happening but this is happening on multiple levels in a way that I'm really loving. This is happening to Dominic Toretto, who I feel like is quite vulnerable and self-conscious about always looking cool and like he doesn't make mistakes. So it's really embarrassing for him that this is happening in front of Brian O'Connor and his sister. Yeah, It's also happening to Vin Diesel, who is an executive producer and professional actor on the set who is just trying to get through the scene, uh-huh. who must be, he's facing the bear. He must be totally aware that this is happening. And in his head be thinking like, We'll pick it up. We'll get another take and we'll use that one because I do not want this to be in the film. And I like that in both of these settings, in both of these terms, 
we get to see just the very like teenage embarrassment of not drinking your beer properly and having your beer fizz up and go everywhere fuck it really really got like really got to me on like a granular level of enjoyment it seeped through whatever you know emotional barriers i've put between me and this film franchise and just was like that is what this is about congrats on that man that's so cool thank you that rocks thank you did you want to pick another one i I did put you up to a challenge and you seemed you know somewhat ready for it it's i think this one didn't resonate as much but at one point you said what if i dumped hans fashion and took out braggers and i thought i think that's more you i think it works do you reckon I could pull off the kind of I shit just that think, Braga's rocking? I just rocking? feel like the way you're moving at the moment, I just feel like it's more Braga. And Oof. there's a... When, when um the crew, before all of this fallout, before that mission rolls out, Braga is at the car warehouse, wherever it is, everyone's getting in their cars, and he's got on like a... He's got on like um sort of semi-coloured lenses, sunglass lenses, mm-hmm. you know, like almost like um transition lenses. And he's got on like a silk sort of Ryan Gosling and drive style jacket. And when the car's ready to roll out, he just gets his, I don't know if there's devil horns or rock and roll. He takes his two middle fingers and holds them with his thumb. And he's got his two outside fingers. His and he, pinky and his index. And he just goes like that with both hands. He did. So if you're not watching, it's sort of flipping down a goats. You're doing a goats, you're flipping it down to indicate let's roll. And I, I watched that and I think, the actor who's doing it wouldn't be able to confidently do that in their life. Yeah. But while embodying the character and doing it as Braga, I thought, that is what Braga would do. And that looks cool. And um, I can't do it. Yeah. But he could. You can physically do the action, but you can't pull it off. I can't do it. No one can. With the right fucking vibe. No one fucking can, dude. That's how good at acting that guy portraying Braga is. Him and Phoenix, actually, they elevate. They elevate. Yeah, don't they? And they these do. aren't these aren't your late season, your Dame Helen Mirren's, your Oscar winning Charlize Theron's, your blockbuster movie stars like The Rock, your action staples like Statham. I would argue all four of them, with the possible exception of Statham, phone it in big time. And why wouldn't they? Why the fuck wouldn't? But they? whomever the person is playing Braga and whomever the person is playing Phoenix, we doff our caps. Yeah, at your fine acting performance. They do a little known thing from a 2001 movie set in a Los Angeles high school. What do they do? Well, they bring it. <laughs> On? <laughs> you know, not another teen movie. And they're like, it, you know, it's a pastiche or it's a spoof of all these different things. And they're doing the bring it on bit. It's like, you bring it. Or maybe it's in the original. It's like, you better bring it. You go, oh, it's already been brought. And then some off-camera character yells out, nice comeback, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to end our time uh, for this third watch of Fast 4. Um, my rating for this watch of the film is three sober drivers out of five. Mm. Three feels right. Three horsepower out of a possible six horses. How many horses can you get in a car these days? In a car? Cars are so much bigger than they've ever been. Two. Two horses. Imagine like two imagine a horse driving a car that's like fifty horsepower. Yeah. How would that horse feel? <laughs> yeah, like a god, eh? 
It would be like Hercules of horses. You'd want it to be on a pretty straight bit of road. All men want to do is be strong, and Hercules was imbued with the strength of 10 men. A horse or just wants to be quick, and for it to be going as fast and as powerfully as 50 horses surely would make it some sort of demigod. I think a horse would be good on the pedals. I do think stereo indicating turning. Stereo's hard. Uh, turning, I think they've got good chompers on them. Just uh, bite down on the wheel and turn it that way. It would work. You'd be praying for an automatic though, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's all the same to me. I think the horse might be. This is going to do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And um, When a horse prays, does it put its two hooves together? I don't know if this is on sale yet, but we've got a big announcement that the... Who let the dogs out? That was the Baja men. <clears throat> Listen, everybody, for real, we're going to be watching the last... Uh, well, fuck, how do you phrase this? The, the last first. episode of this season is the first. only watch we'll do of the first Fast and Furious movie. Guess what? We're doing it. We're doing it at a cinema. Yeah. With you, hopefully. We're doing it in honour of its Los Angeles setting. We're doing it at the Hollywood in Avondale, Auckland, Aotearoa. It's going to go off. We're going to do a full screening. December 15th. Then we're going to do a live podcast. And that is going to stream live as well. So if you can't make it to Auckland, New Zealand, unlike Stephanie and Michelle, Tanner, on that episode of um, Full, Full House, House, where they accidentally got on the plane going to Auckland rather than Oakland, a memory that will live on forever in New Zealand's public consciousness. You know, actually, speaking of New Zealand on screen, uh, very positive memory when I went to... A sold-out screening of Heat, actually, at the Hollywood in Avondale. Mm -hmm. I went by myself, and um, when Robert De Niro talks about potentially moving to New Zealand, the whole cinema, I felt unironically cheered. Fuck like, yeah. Broke out in applause. And that's the kind of energy that we want to have for the entire screening and live episode that we'll be doing on December 15th at the Hollywood Avondale. So buy tickets. There'll be a link in the show notes if they're on sale, and if they're not yet, they will be soon. So be ready. See you there. Yeah, you will. I'm doing it with you. Oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.